0: Yo, Pierre, you wanna come out here? In New York, I in my running from and I shoot that What? And I'm on the block. Check, check, check. Midlife surfer, podcast listener, how the heck are you? It's been a while. Forgive me. I make no promises about the frequency of this podcast. I just get to it when I get to it. Sometimes life gets a little busy. Actually, it's always busy. And um, I don't know about you, but like the older you get, well, I'm 40, right? So I don't know, two kids working full time, blah, 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 wife works, vacations, summer school, baseball camps for the youngster, you know, it's just busy. So anyway, I appreciate you uh, listening to this podcast. I hope you didn't forget about me. And... Uh, in case you did, I'm here to remind you. I'm a small wave lover. I'm a Craigslist scroller. I'm a, oh geez, these days I'm a 6'2 MR Cali Twin Fin all the way up to 9'10 Michelle know, regular old nose rider, ripper. And I use that term quite facetiously because I swear to God I'm getting worse at surfing. I purled it the other day. Set wave, had my 8'0 egg surfing over at a, a really secret spot in Santa Cruz known as the Hook. And uh, just took it, angled it, took my drop. But I think I got too far forward on the board or what? Just purled the nose. And have you, have you ever like shouted like instinctively as you wiped out? I go like, oh! And then I eat shit. And I wonder what the other people think of me. Surf lineups are funny. Lately I've been, um, I don't know, not timid in a surf lineup. But like kind of like just wary of like getting in people's way and shit. Because, well, you know, you know the traumatic experience I had. Uh, I don't know a couple months ago where the guy would not leave me alone So I kind of got that in the back of my head and I think I think it's a good thing I think I learned a little bit I think it's always good just to not let your ego take over and drop in on someone even if you think they deserve it Uh, I wasn't as good of a surfer as that dude I dropped in on and he caught up to me and he let me know So anyway, I have that in my head a little bit and I'm just trying to be a little more picky trying to be friendly trying to give people waves. Just not be a dick out there. But, um, but you know, like, when there's, like, a wave coming and you got to make a snap decision and go or not go and, you know, you've been waiting your turn or maybe it's just coming right at you and you didn't wait your turn, you're on the inside a little bit. You know, you got to make some quick decisions out there and I think that's where reps come in. I've been surfing, uh, let's see, 2000. My boy, Joe was born in 2013 and it was that New Year's Day going into 14, I want to say, where we walked uh, East Cliff Drive with the baby in the stroller, and I saw a handful of people out there, saw tons of people, in fact, hundreds, it looked like Pleasure Point, The Hook, that whole stretch, 38th, surfing, and I thought, you know, it'd be cool if I could just surf once, once a month. I looked at it like hiking or something, like it was just some kind of, I don't know, hobby, some recreational activity, there's all these foam boards, you know, flooding the waters, and uh, I remember uh, my buddy Ben down in Huntington Beach, I know he's, he's been surfing for quite a while, and since college I think and he's, he's my age high school buddy and uh, I remember saying like I think I wanna like if I can get out like once a month that'd be cool he goes dude you're gonna wanna get out a hell of a lot more than once a month and lo and behold the sickness took hold and um, shit can't get enough of the damn stuff so much so that I started a surf podcast which gotta be honest my passion for doing the pods waning a little bit I'm ebbing and flowing I'm, it's like exercise I'm trying to keep it up I'm not as inspired right now I'm just trying to make money the economy is uh, the economy's still booming for me, at least. Knock on wood, I'm working the construction trade and I'm incredibly busy right now making things happen or trying to, and in fact, right now as I speak to you, I'm reporting live from a 2013 Honda Pilot that you well know. Right now I have 158, 561 miles on it. Got 177 miles left in my tank. It's 69 degrees Fahrenheit. I got the radio turned down. It's Howard 101 on Sirius XM. A Carol Burnett interview I like Howard Lately I've been going on YouTube And listening to uh, Howard Stern uh, Kind of vintage I like the Artie years I'm not sure if you're A Howard Stern fan But like anything with Artie in it Like from 2001 To like 2009 Or 8 That was my That's my wheelhouse right there For Howard Stern But uh Anyway I digress I went on va- Oh there's a car Flipping off another car In front of me I'll be damned It's a Nissan In front of me A white Nissan Going a little too slow northbound on Highway 17, and a Prius. You always think the Prius is the one with like the sticker that always says like you know love trumps hate. I always find that ironic when you when you see someone flipping someone off with a love trumps hate sticker on it. Anyway, yeah. So maybe that guy was going too slow, but the Prius cut him off and flipped him off, and at, at the same time, I'd have a tough time flipping someone off right now because I have uh, well I have a lavalier mic to my collar. I have uh, some show notes, little agenda in my hand and a steering wheel on my left hand. So eyes on the road. 17 is no joke. It's a windy two-lane highway. I guess it's four lanes, right? Two going south, two going north. That connects Bucolic, uh, Santa Cruz, Monterey Bay area to uh, San Jose and the greater Bay area. I'm hustling up to Santa Rosa, about two-hour drive. going to visit a customer who's retiring, give her a gift. I'm going to see a couple a couple locksmiths. going to see a couple uh, cabinet supply houses. So anyway, that's what I'm doing today. And I thought, what the hell? It's been way too long since I recorded a pod. So I whipped together a little agenda and I thought I'd just say hi to you. I went to Lake Tahoe for a week with my family. Had a wonderful time. Daniel is now six. Joe is eight, soon to be nine. And uh, we just post up at a nice little... Uh, private beach where we rent a house once a year, and it's quiet, it's kind of boring. The beach is comfortable though, it's sandy, and the lake was super low. I guess not much snowpack or rain to speak of, but the lake was warm, and uh, I brought my big Laird Hamilton, Pearson Arrow, it's like, I think it's 12 feet, or maybe 11 and a half feet, Surf Tech paddleboard got a 2 plus 1 setup. It's made for surfing in the ocean, but I'll be down if I'm going to take that thing in the ocean. So I put a, a I came with like this kind of like futures, it's called like a two, touring fin, kind of like a hatchet looking fin. I think it's just for cruising, paddle boarding. I paddle board once a year. It takes me about, a. you know, it's kind of like riding a bike. Eventually you get your sea legs pretty quickly, but I find my stance, you know, I try to get in that right position, that fulcrum point of the board to have optimum trim speed. I did a lot of paddle boarding on the lake this time around. Take my boys with me. And then the best part is like I go sit next to my wife. We're reading a book and then the boys hop on that thing. They go under the docks. They look for crawdads. It's really nice for like, you know, I don't know what Joe weighs, about 65 pounds, 60 pounds. Daniel freaking weighs 30 pounds or something. So all told, let's call it 90 to 100 pounds. That thing floats them like an aircraft carrier. And they have one paddle. Joe does the paddling. And uh, I don't put life vests on them because they stay within the buoys the water is like five feet max deep and uh, they both are pretty uh, competent swimmers I did I did take uh, Joe on a Daniel was a little under the weather so me and Joe were actually I went by myself I I hopped on the board one day and I was like I'm going for a ride I'm gonna go I'm gonna hug the coastline and see how far I could take this baby I cruised all the way up all the way up to another uh, it's kind of cool. Like look at summer camp, little swimming hole. I don't know. I don't think you're supposed to, me- is it, when you're navigating water, is it like miles that you're measuring or is it Fallon's? Anyway, I went quite a ways and it was in the morning. So the lake was glassy and then I came back and then Joe, I said, Joe, let's go on this tour. I want to show you some. So this time I, I put a life vest on him and a life vest on me. And again, hugged the coastline. We went much further this time all the way till we discovered another, um, another Harbor Another uh, cove where people were parking boats, and uh, we felt like we were Hernan Cortez exploring uh, the Mexican coastline. But um, is that what he did? Yeah, I think he did. He discovered Hernan Cortez conquered Mexico, right? He killed a lot of Mexicans and Aztecs, and not a good guy. Not a good guy, to be clear. Before I get canceled, but um, but I like to think of myself as the Hernan Cortez of Zephyr Cove, and then I came back. And then little Dano was feeling better. I think my wife probably pumped him with some Tylenol because, you know, it's freaking vacation. So we don't have time to lose. I got to sit around in a little cabin and look at your iPad, dude. We got to get after it. So he was feeling good. So I strapped uh, uh, a, uh, a vest on him and Joe. And then Daniel was in the front. I was in the middle paddling and Joe was in the back. I smacked Joe so hard in the head with the back of the paddle when I was paddling where he's like it really hurts daddy it really hurts oh 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 and there were like two people kayaking by at the same time and I was like okay stop crying dude you're all right." you're all right, right. You have that where you make your kid cry or something and then you shamelessly are like dude get over it people are watching <laughs> it's kind of like more your thing than than his but we went pretty far I took him almost back to that harbor with little Dano on it and the wind was picking up and the water was getting rough rough for my standards and about paddle boarding and I guess boating too is you know when you face the wake head on when those waves are coming at you it's kind of a simple up and down up and down thing but when they hit you on, on you know sideways is when you really start getting a little tippy and then of course Joe starts dicking off and wanting to tip the thing over and I'm keeping my cool because it got like I said it's hard to explain you know when you're when you're out there in the water, you feel it. And I'm like, I don't want this thing dumping over and all of us having to kind of capsize and then hop back on the bo- board. Not not that we couldn't do that. And we, we easily could, and we have. But um, in this instance, Daniel was under the weather. We were far from the harbor. We we're out there in the lake. I don't know how deep it is. And um, we're in foreign territory, as I said. We're the Hernan Cortez of Zephyr Cove. And, um, and we were getting tippy, and I lost my cool a little bit. Like, stop rocking it! Stop it! And I was like, "All right, take a deep breath, because if I'm stressed, the kids will get stressed. So we gotta got it together." And uh, I paddle on my knees, by the way, when I had two other boys on there, because I'm not taking a, t- a, I'm not, I'm not falling over on that freaking board. That's embarrassing. There's a little shot in Freud. I, I must admit, when you see someone fall over on a stand-up paddleboard, I'm not proud of it, but I do take a little pleasure in it. We should talk about one of these days having um like little guilty like things you're not proud of like little pleasures you take if you see someone uh i don't know some something happens when someone's surfing and you kind of don't mind it like maybe like uh you know someone who's been you know uh, snaking you for a wave and they take off and eat shit or something you're like yeah good now it's my turn anyway so i talked about tahoe paddle boarding oh I did, I did some ding repair on that board before we left town And I squirted some of that uh, epoxy resin fill because it's a surf tech. And uh, dude, I put way too much in and I'm talking like, it looked as if like a a rocky golf ball was shoved into the bottom of my board. And I started to sand it and I realized I'm gonna be sanding for the next five hours by hand to get this thing flush. And so I'm already putting the Yakima on top of the car, on top of the rig. I gotta strap this big stupid board on top of the rig. Or packing, you know, it's that night before you take off, and if if you're married, perhaps you um, can appreciate the um, stress that your spouse will project, and probably myself too, when you got two wild kids and you got to get the dog at the the pet the pet hotel, and you just got a lot of you know balls in the air. Make sure that your house is going to be watched over a little bit. Stressful. So I'm like, fuck this. I'm not sanding for the next couple hours on this board. I'm just going to leave it. And I tell you what, I didn't notice a damn difference. I got two. Big old chunks of resin sticking out of the bottom of that paddleboard. I think I'm just going to keep it because it adds character. So I ought to post a picture. I won't because I'm lazy, but I ought to post a picture of my horrible ding repair. You, you, you would probably find it quite funny. Maybe Fireman Mike, if you're listening, uh, you can help me sand it down. I need like an orbital sander or something. I could plug it and just go and just get that thing off. Um, what else? Oh, <laughs> all right. I'm not proud to admit this. I got a new board. I bought an impulse buy. And I bought a lost. Off the rack. A 6'8 crowd killer round. Remember when we went to Baja? I was surfing my speed seed. It's two and seven 8 thick. It's 21 and a half wide. It's heavily glassed. It's an egg. Like a speed egg. Single fin. And for point breaks, you know, it's good to go. And on beaches, actually. I've gotten some decent waves on it. It's got, doesn't have that much nose rocker on it. I'm not exactly sure how nose rockers measured, but it's something like three and a half inches or something off the ground, four inches. Get into waves, get going. Got a long ways to go to even be really good on the board, but it's been kind of my shortboard a little bit. That and my 6.2 um, MR uh, Cali Twin, which our, our friend Jason, whom you've also heard on the uh, pod, bought for me on spec and then just dropped it off and just said I could have it, but obviously he meant pay me for it. And... Um, which I did and I like that board a lot but when we went to Baja I just brought my speed seat and uh, and the host of the house had like a six ten lost crowd killer which frankly is an ugly board it's fucking ugly I think the logo placement is horrible like the, the lost logo is like way too a little too high like not way too high just like an inch too high which is so funny how proportionally your eyes pick up on that and then the mayhem logo mayhem I feel like a 40 year old guy should not have mayhem on their board anywhere. It reminds me of an Affliction t-shirt. And that was down kind of by the tail and just they were spaced out too much and it's got a swallow tail and it's like kind of a fun, it definitely a fun board. It's got a lot of nose rocker. It's the ugly looking board. But I took that out in lieu of my speed seat because I was not making sections. And I don't know, you know how it is. You just gotta switch it up. The great bucky. Who hopefully we'll have on the pod again? Recommended, I I, you know maybe try a little more of a shortboard shape, something with more little knifey rails, a little more twitchy. And sure enough, at least it was easier to duck dive and to manage in the lineup. And uh, down in Baja, and actually I think I surfed better on it. I didn't surf good at all the whole time, but I think the Lost Crowd Killer original helped me surf better at that wave. And so I, uh, I don't know, I had a decent month. I was feeling. I was browsing real water sports, and damn it, I pulled the trigger on a 6.8 lost crowd killer round. And I have another new board coming now. I have a 7.6 Corky, a Cork Storm. I think it's a long fish shape. I can't wait to see it. Ryan Lynch, Timber Surf Co., is making it for me. He's also repairing uh, the board that he got. It's beautiful. It's this tank wood, it's like 6.120, 2 and 7 8 thick. It's a little too sporty for my ability, but I've been able to get some waves on it, and sadly, I've dinged it somehow. Like, it fell off my wall. Just a bunch of fluky bullshit. I'm so mad at myself. It's such a pretty board, but he's fixing that too. So it's like, all of a sudden, I have way too many surfboards, and I kind of regret buying that crowd killer round because, you know, I don't know. You can get a local shape. I'm a big proponent of that. But here's my quiver now way too many fucking boards. We'll start with my foam tops for the kids, which never surf. I got that 5.8 Sushi, formerly sold at Costco. Michelle, as you know, told me years ago when your kids start surfing, that's a great shape for them. So I got that, right? That's sitting on top of my, uh, my, my Yakima uh, roof storage that we take to Tahoe. And then, along with that, I got a 6.8 Catch Surf uh, Skipper That's a yellow surfboard. I took both of them to Tahoe, by the way. The kids paddled around on that. Actually, I spent most of my paddling time on that 5.8 fish, or maybe it's 5.6, but it's kind of fun just to paddle around. It's got a lot of float to it. I'm not going to take it surfing, though. I'll just fucking waste this session. I got other boards that'll reward me better. So I got those two boards, right? And let's just call it, I got my cork storm coming. So let's call that three boards. So it's three soft tops, so to speak. Although that cork storm, I had them built it for fun. I had them build it so it's like almost like a wave stormer it's like very user friendly you know I have visions of my boy surfing it I have visions of me surfing it obviously forgiving I really look forward to surfing that board I'm gonna put it in my, my normal rotation of surfing too maybe shit I'll just stick with that for a while who knows so I got three boards there okay now I got my 910 regular old nose rider do I nose ride on it nope how often do I longboard? Probably once every two months. Every, you know, I, I constantly will be like, I'm going to eat a longboarding. I'm just going to stick with this longboard. I'm going to learn a cross step. I'm going to get good at it because there's nothing better than good longboarding, but I have yet to do that. Then I got 8.0 uh, Michelle Gino egg. Truth be told, probably should just be surfing that 95% of the fucking time. It's forgiving. It's 23 inches wide. It's three and an eighth thick. It's eight feet long. It's just your classic egg shape single fin, I surfed it the other day at the aforementioned spot in Santa Cruz and I I did great on it, I like it, it's like forgiving, like when you catch it, you can angle the wave, you know, you angle it down the line, you don't have to worry about nailing your takeoff, you kind of could land anywhere on the board and figure it out, I did pearl that set wave though on that thing and uh, hell, I don't know, you know why I pearl it, I probably was looking down, should have been looking down the line. You know, you go where your head goes, as they say. I don't know. Okay, so now how many boards are we up to? We got three foamies, or two foamies and a corky. I got a nose rider, that's four. I got my 80 egg, that's five. All right, I got my seven foot speed seed, single fin. It's like the egg shape, but a little more sporty. Harder rails, Uh, the nose is pulled in more, the tail's really pretty, it's another Michelle Juno product. Check out the Speed Seed on surfboards by Pretty bored. okay. And then what else do I have? Okay, now I got my Crowd Killer, my 6'8 eight Crowd Killer round. By the way, that thing's 20 and a half wide, and it's actually two. Um, I think it's just over two and five eighths thick. So forty liters. So by far, well, yeah. I mean, for boards that I surf, it's like the lowest, more more probably the most performancey board that I surf and I have taken it out and I'll just tell you quickly, I took it out, first wave I caught man, I freaking got up, got going, pumped it was when some swell was in town went down the line, I even did a, what I would call a cutback where I went, you know out, outran the curl <sighs> came back, back into the curl, boom kicked out, I was like fuck yeah, this board is for fucking me and I hear that board's good because it has extra no-pearl flip in the nose it's kind of for kooks like me who want to pretend they can shortboard And it's kind of forgiving, okay. And then the next four waves I caught, I fucked up the takeoff, and I I ate shit like all four of them. Uh, To the point where now I'm like, like I'm like 45 minutes, hour into the session, you know, you have been surfing with the same five or six people. First wave I got, you know, like I had a respectful, respectable wave, surfed with a little integrity. And then the next, I just cooked it all the rest of the way. So like, I remember the last time I ate shit, I was like, screw this. I'm inside, here comes the sets. I don't wanna get beaten again. I just took it in I was like, time to take a break. Um, I also took it out one more time with the great Jason. And uh, I had nothing to write home about, but I felt good about getting it, catching a wave, kind of pumping down the line and then it would kind of close out. I didn't didn't get any waves where I rode it all the way, start to finish, but I think I was a little, I I, I felt good on it. I, I like the way it feels. I kinda wish it didn't have that Lost logo on it though. You guys ever paint over a logo? How pretentious is that? I'm one. you know, it's like, I'm 40 years old, I'm worried about a damn logo on a board. Mainly because Lost makes really nice products and boards, but I just don't like, uh, I don't know, I don't like that it's a huge, everyone has a Lost. I, I want it to have, have like a local brand on it. I, I'm a little guilty about not giving my dollars to the local economy, even though that's out of San Clemente, but hey. Is what it is. So, surfed it twice. I have it set up with a quad set up right now. I hear the 2 plus 1 is the way to roll on that. Uh, per Matt Biolis' uh, review on Real Water Sports, which is... They don't they don't pay for advertising, though they really should. Because uh, I look at it all the time. And it's nice for a board porn. That and Craigslist. You know me, I'm a Craigslist scroller. Okay, I got seven boards. What's next? Let's see. Um, okay, now I got... Um, 6'2", another lost product, MR, it's a, it's a MR Mayhem collab. That logo's kinda cool, I gotta say, it's not very losty, it's like kinda indistinguishable, it's unique. It's that MR logo, Mark Ricker, Mark Richards, and it says Mayhem under it, it's kinda written all kinda sketchy, it kinda looks rad. And actually I like that board, it's 22 inches wide, two and three quarters thick, 6'2". And uh, I've actually had some fun ones on that where I actually have taken the wave all the way home. Next time I go down to Baja, I want to try, I think I want to bring that board. That's if I don't sell it before then out of guilt for all my boards. Now I got two more boards. I got this 710, fun shape. It's seafoam green. I have a picture on Instagram. I think my, my boy's waxing it for me or something. It's made for my father-in-law. My father-in-law gifted it to me it's got that nice glossy heavy glass it's got a pin line around the perimeter the shape, it's not like the sexiest shape, it's 6'2", it's got a swallow no, 7'10", got a swallow tail lots of nose rocker it's 21 inches wide, it's like 3 inches thick, it was made for my father-in-law, his, his shape back in the day 70s, 80s was a 6'10", with a swallow And so he had the guy make it, stretch it out, it was actually a friend of his or someone he worked with, no logo no dimensions on it made it as a gift for my father-in-law and then my father-in-law just can't surf anymore and he gifted it to me so like part of me is like maybe I should just be surfing that the whole time you know I don't know then lastly 6-1 when I turned 40 my wife went to timber and uh, timbersurfco.com timbersurfco.com tank wood this wood was harvested sitting under someone's porch in Walnut Creek for decades came from a water tower that was uh, demolished, taken down in San Francisco like in like the frickin' 1920s or something. It's this beautiful, red, dude, this wood is so pretty. It's it's just like, I don't don't even know how to, I I don't even know. It's like, it's dark, it's been weathered, it's gone through the cycles. It's just really fucking pretty board and I can't help but ding it. And they're hard to ding. So I'm disappointed in myself. That's 10 boards, people. I don't have room for all these boards. I'm stacking them, hanging them from my ceiling. Which board should I, which board should I get rid of, guys? I'm already thinking about culling the herd a little bit, just for, it's like, I feel indulgent, like I've spent too much money on these boards. How many boards do you need, especially for my surfing level? I would love it if you gave me your philosophy. I will read your comments, uh, surfer at Gmail or uh, Midlife surfer podcast on Instagram, slide into them DMs. Let me know like what your philosophy is on uh, quivers because, you know, I see some surfers, they have like two boards. Yeah, this is my fish and this is my short board. Or I got a long board, I got a short board. I kind of envy that, you know? But like the thing about getting customs is like you don't want to get rid of customs because they're special. Like the timber custom my wife got for me, I mean, obviously that's a no-brainer. Not not, not getting rid of that. This cork storm he's making, put a lot of thought, conversation. Not going to be moving that, you know? And then Juno Juneau, Juno's like a legend. So, you know, these are boards I want to keep the rest of my life. Like these to me are like akin to, um, I don't know, a, a, like a classic Bing or, you know what I mean? Like a, a Pipeline or Jerry Lopez. I mean, does not have, you know, that, I don't, maybe he does have that history. I don't know. It's just like a really, really pretty ass boards that are just, you know, special to me that I don't want to lose. So the seven zero Speed C, the eight zero Egg, the Longboard, Seems like those three boards are probably all I should really be surfing, except I really like that Cali twin, you know, maybe I should get that twin shaped by a local shaper, ditch the crowd killer round, I don't know, but that crowd killer round, you know, we're talking about maybe going to Nicaragua Nicaragua next year and that thing feels like it could, ha- like that's the kind of board I should be on, like it has a lot of flip in the nose, it's fast um, it looks like it can handle a lot of size it's kind of like the crowd killer only souped up to handle a lot of size it's forgiving but it's like narrow enough to be high performancey to kind of like if I need to do that little shuffle up into the face of the wave you know that quick little jump you do to pump kind of jump back into the lip it's twitchy it can move quick so I'm like well maybe I should just be surfing that a fuckload just to get used to it so I'm in quite a quandary the 80 egg I've had some of the best rides of my life on that board. You know, I tried to get rid of it. I, I let my buddy Craig take it for six months, thinking, you know what, I got enough boards, you take this, it's time for me to move on. I ended up asking for it back. I wanted that fucking board back. I missed it and I surfed it the other day. It's like, you know what I like about that board? I paddle out and I'm confident already. Like I'm like, I'm not wondering if I'm gonna blow my take off. I know I can get into waves. I can get into longboard waves, little tiny ones on the inside. I can take some, you know, I can get in early on the set wave. It's like, how about my 910 Nose Rider? I don't longboard that much. Suck at stepping. But everyone needs a, a, a freaking, everyone needs a longboard, like a proper log. And that thing is a proper log. So I don't know, guys. Let me Let me know what you think, what your philosophy is on the quiver. I think I'm going to have Jason on the pod one of these days to be real critical I kind of like getting critiqued it's narcissistic because it makes the topic all about me but this whole podcast is fucking narcissistic I guess so kind of curious you know like four boards it's all I want right the two foamies not really counting those those are kind of for the kids although they take up space and I'm running out of space where do I store them do I really need them all hell no I don't need this them all all right. What else am I going to share? I read an article. A better podcaster would cite the article. You can look it up on sfgate.com. I don't have details other than to say uh, apparently climate change is warming our waters and uh, sharks are liking it in Monterey Bay uh, and they're thriving. And there's more sharks than ever. So, So you better stop surfing immediately if you live in Santa Cruz because there's too many sharks and it's absolutely dangerous and I'm really concerned for your life. Start skating. Trevor in Charlotte, North Carolina, you wrote me. I appreciate you, dude. I looked at your Instagram, I think I I gave you a follow. um, And you gave me a follow and thank you for that. You look like a nice family guy. You look like you live a good life. You live in Charlotte, North Carolina. North Carolina is a cool, a cool place. Uh, And I really don't know much about it, but uh, out here in California, I look at places like North Carolina, it's all green. I bet the people are polite. I bet property taxes are low, and I'm I'm a little envious. Trevor, you wrote me this. Just found your podcast, and I love it, exclamation point. I listened to your most recent, but I have actually gone back and started listening from the beginning. I'll catch up. I'm 41, just like me, going on 41 next month, and live in Charlotte, North Carolina, which is three and a half hours to the closest beach, but began surfing maybe five years ago, and like you, can't stop thinking about it. Sorry, this is so lengthy. Just wanted to say thank you because although I am terrible and only get to surf maybe four times a year, I love every second of it I'm planning to move to Wilmington, North Carolina in the next five years or so and plan on surfing every day of my damn life. I love it, dude. Trevor, do it. We have three kids and he looks like a young man. I mean, he's 41. Three kids, so you got after early and they're almost out of the house. So you got started way before I did And I'm looking forward to becoming a quote-unquote surfer. I'm definitely just a kook right now, but your podcast truly keeps me in touch with guys my age. I just love the salt on our skin and the feeling of pure nirvana while gliding across the vast ocean. Thank you again. I look forward to listening every day until I catch up. Trevor, God bless you, young man. God bless your family. Thank you for listening. Really cool of you. And I I, I said it before, man. You write me stuff like that. And uh, if you give me feedback, it makes me want to do another pod. So I'm gonna keep doing these freaking pods. I'm gonna get out of this rut. Life is full of ruts. It's about how you respond through them. I was telling my wife. I think I'm gonna take a break from the pod. She said, "Absolutely not." I said, hey, "I don't feel like chasing down guests." She said, "Just ramble into the mic." Her, in her opinion, she said some of the. She listens to them occasionally. She said some of your best ones are just when you talk. So here I am. She just talk about that guy yelling at you at the hook again or something. So here I am. I'm driving. I'm trying to be efficient. Check out midlifesurfer.com if you want to uh, donate to the podcast and uh, Adam Montiel Adam Montiel where wine takes you he's got a pretty cool pod too down on the Central Coast he's about three hours south I mean he produces this thing and uh, damn now I'm on 880 my ETA is 1124 got about an hour and 20 minutes to go I'm going to uh, turn uh, I'm gonna check out the Giants didn't do shit at the trade deadline. The Dodgers are so good right now. Uh, it's really lame. My boy's in a baseball camp. Here's a little. Here's a little story about resilience. Uh, Joe, uh, I probably bragged about my son way too many times on this pod, but he made the All Star game in his little league. He got his team to the championship. I mean, his team got a. You know, he was voted most inspirational player. Basically, there's only one award, and he was awarded it by his peers. So he had a great year. So he's been inspired. We're still playing a lot of ball in the back of the house. A lot of pitching. He plays with his friends all the time out back. They got their own little games they make up, just like I did when I was uh, eight years old in a 105-degree summers in the great Central Valley of California. And uh, so he did a he did a, a baseball camp at a junior college here, which was fun. He said all his friends were there. I don't know how instructional it was. This time I got him in kind of a kind of a premier camp. Um, with really good instruction. A couple former pros are there. And day one, I noticed I I picked up to pick him up, cruised up to pick him up late in the afternoon. And he's not jogging. He's like moping. And he waved at me and I go, hey Joe, you having fun? He goes, no. He's like, ah, shit. So he gets in the car. I don't know anybody. I don't know anybody. Uh, There's a lot of players that are bigger than me. I I don't want to do this anymore. I'm not doing it. This was the first day of the camp. I was like, oh, damn it. So I text my wife. She goes, uh, take him to ice cream. So I took him to ice cream. Marianne's ice cream on Ocean Street. He got uh, cookies and cream with whipped cream, hot fudge, and a crushed uh, crushed almonds. God damn, that's good. No cherry too. What kind of Satan worshipers? I mean, honestly, go to hell if you don't like a Marciano cherry on that Sunday. And my kid does not. So I told him that. I said, you can go to hell. Not really. I ate that cherry for him. And uh, anyway, um, I just said, look, dude, um, you got to go tomorrow. You got to. And you're going to help your cause if you run. You didn't run on the field and off the field. You weren't jogging at all. Like, that's what makes you you. You've been hustling. Every time I see you play, you're like cheering your teammates on. Hustling hard. So what? You don't have friends there. I said, you know what? Don't go there to make friends. Go there to be the bad guy. Be that guy. Go there just to get good, dude. You're getting this awesome instruction. You're only eight. You're going to build these foundations. And if you like to play ball you know, this will help you out. Maybe if you play in high school, which I never was good enough to play in high school. And and he might be, but I'm not going to pressure him to do it. But I sure as hell pressured him to go back to that camp. And sure enough, he showed up at the camp. I picked him up Tuesday, holding my breath. He smiled. Right when I cruised up, I saw he was cheering. I also, after I dropped him off, I went up to uh, one of the leads at the camp. I said, hey, Kevin, uh, you know, Joe's just... Was down on himself after the camp yesterday. He wasn't jogging. He wasn't himself. He's just nervous. He doesn't know anyone. Just do me a favor and just build him up a little bit. You know, give him a high five. Tell him he belongs. Whatever you want to do, just kind of, if you don't mind, just pumping up a little bit so he has a good day. And sure enough, he pumped him up a little bit. And then another kid, is a lot of high school kids that are counselors there. And I told that to another kid too right when I dropped him off. So see that boy right there? He goes, yeah, that's Joe. I go, hey, pump him up a little bit today, man. He kind of is just down on the camp. He doesn't know anybody. He's a little nervous. He goes, I will, man. Sure enough, uh, I picked him up. He had a big-ass smile on his face. And he was stoked about the camp. And then yesterday went well. And then this morning, I dropped him off. And he's like, bye, Daddy. He's off. And he's got one more day of it. It's been a long week. He's actually learning stuff, learning how to round the bases and... Anyway, you have kids. I know it. Trevor in Northern Car- North Carolina, Northern Carolina. Trevor in Northern Carolina. Trevor in Charlotte. I know you know what I'm talking about. You got three kids. It doesn't matter if my boy was in a ballet, if he was into gymnastics, if he was into surfing, whatever. You kind of just pumped on your kids. And uh, that's all I got to say about that. All right, I'm out of juice. I'm gonna continue this drive. I'm gonna email this to Adam Montiel. And I wish you the, I wish you the best. I hope you get away. Let me know what you think about my quiver. If you've surfed the crowd killer round, and thank you for listening. This is the Midlife Surfer Podcast. Peace. Peace. And I'm on the block. Hello. And I'm on the block in New York. I am barely rock. Hiding in my sock. Hiding in my sock. Selling every rock. You say not rock running I'm going that.